welcome to the Smokies and Wine podcast with JB and Jamie with the best guests, wine and chat. You know it makes sense. Sponsored by Clackenview Wealth Management, working with you today to plan for your tomorrow. Thank you, Suits, we'll call you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. No problem, it's great to be here. And the first thing we've got to chat about is this wine you've bought. So you've just been telling us about the floral notes. <laughs> floral and uh, pine nuts and... Nah, not a clue. <laughs> Absolutely not a clue about wine. But Smokies and Wine was such a cool name that I couldn't not have a bottle of wine. So... It's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, it- Italian a- wine. Italian, so it kind of links into... I've got quite a few Italian dark friends, so it linked into that. So that's that's the reason I bought an Italian one, but hope you guys enjoy it. Cheers. 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 All the best. By the way, you've got Italian dark friends. Hmm. Is this yeah, on just, um, BDO or? Yeah, more like WDF World Darts, but because um, I do the kids in our broth, Angus Darts Academy, they've got an Italian Darts Academy and we just struck a great friendship with two guys, Stefano and Angelo, and they've been here twice. Are they? So they've brought Italian kids to our broth, not to Scotland, not to Glasgow or Edinburgh, to our broth. So we've had them two years in a row, was going to be three years, but COVID snookered yeah. that. But um, they've been out to the Bellrock Lighthouse, they've been everywhere in our growth so that's a, a kind of cool link into the white wine from Italy so yeah and is there actually any Italian pro players that's what I'm thinking you don't associate mm, that's with Italy, Italy. You know. none none they've got thousands of players I've right. been to the Italian Open in Italy but right. um, in Bologna nah these two guys run Italian darts basically they're, right. they're great guys but um, nah Italian darts has got a handful of good players but when you associate darts it's the UK Scotland England Holland that's the, the hotbed of darts oh yeah the Dutchers, they're the boys. Because it was always, or in my head anyway, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, it was always like, the, there was the BDO obviously, the mm-hmm. PDC, but the PDC was seen as the, the, the 100%. Not, not more exclusive, but the better players yeah, went no, there. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think as well with me, I was always BDO, so I've always played in the BDO, and to play for Scotland and England and that, to play for your country, you have to be in the BDO. Yeah. They don't do that in the PDC apart from the World Cup, which is not really playing for your country. It's, it's, team, kinda, it? it's a bit of a token gesture, yeah. but it, it works. It's a cool thing, but it's a bit of a gimmick. But um, I'd love to play in the World Cup <laughs> in the PDC. So it's not. If anyone's listening. But uh, <laughs> I think the, the old style video, everyone remembers Lakeside. Guys our age will remember Lakeside and watching Jockey Wilson, Eric Bristol, John Lowe, and all these guys through the years. But I think the PDC is for the last. 15, 20 years has, has just been the miles above the BDO and it, you see people going every year from the BDO yeah. to the PDC and now the BDO doesn't really exist. Well, the averages in the PDC are higher, aren't they? Yeah, but the, the trebles yeah. are much, much bigger. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. It's a big thing, a common thing on Facebook as yeah. well that people say, oh yeah, the trebles are bigger, it's a TV board, so when they play on TV, that's why the players average more, but these guys are playing darts all day, that's every day, if they want to, it's, it's their, most of their full-time jobs, so they can afford to practice and be better players, whereas the guys that work don't have that luxury, but... Well, it's getting to be famous that you're a fireman, so... Oh, well, that's, I think, well known. through the last thing on ITV4, the UK Open, was crazy, because it, every time they said it, it said, firefighter from our both, firefighter from our both, fire... They actually said fireman a few times, and my boss picked it up and says, you need to tell them not to say fireman, because you're a firefighter. You know what it's like in this day and age, the sort of, yeah, all that sort of stuff. You need, you need to sort of say, and I'm like, I've got no control over what ITV4 pundits say when they're doing an interview. But yeah, that, that was cast up a lot. And it's quite a cool thing. I'm quite proud to be a fiery. I'm quite proud to be still working, but I can't gamble and, and risk it all. I've had a good start, but I can't just go... I'm going to go and be a full-time dart player because it could all just go downhill. Could you take rapid. a year out or anything? There is that. Is there an offer? There's a capability for that, yeah, oh, but right. it's, it's unpaid. So they can give you a year off, but you just need to make money at darts, hopefully, but then you could still go back to the fire brigade if it doesn't go well. So there's, I've got a few months until I get to the point where I need to make a decision on what I'm going to do. So at the minute, the fire brigade are pretty cool about it. Like I think we mentioned earlier, but there's a dartboard in the fire station, so you must be powering the hours in. Nope, not at all. Um, it's quite funny because all the guys are playing darts now. There's four of them play darts between themselves, and they've got a good, a good bit of banter going. But I can't. I, I just wouldn't play them because it, it's some of the guys will listen to this as well because we've been having a bit of chat about it at work and that. 
Let's go back to where it all began. You know, we, we know where you are just now, PDC, and we'll come on, we'll talk about the PDC. Mm-hmm. You're an Arbroath guy, we're an Arbroath lads, so we, we know a little bit of it, but uh, you would have started playing at your grandparents' pub. Yeah, 100%. Uh, back, uh, back in the skate when I was probably... My dad worked there as well, he's a barman. I think it's a, it's a weird story to go back. Obviously, I'm 43 now, but when you go back and talk about... I was in the pub loads yeah. when I was a kid. and people See, now it's just not... Is it not acceptable to be that sort of way? It was a done thing back then. But it was a done thing. And I used to think, if I was in the pub on a Saturday night with my dad, I loved it. I think when you think back about it, I loved them days. I thought it was brilliant. So when did you you throw your first dart then? How old were you? My whole family's played darts. My gran and granddad, John and Jane, who owned the skate, played darts. My mum and dad played darts. My mum played in the men's darts league in Arbroath, which is a weird thing back then. Because women didn't really play in the men's league. I think maybe like eight, seven, eight years old, but not in the pub, just at home playing my brother. You know, it's a thing. You always, everyone had a dart board in the yeah. house back then. It's maybe not so common now, dart boards in the house, because more like PS5s or Xboxes yeah, exactly. and stuff like yeah, that yeah. nowadays. But you um, have the cardboard behind the board. Everybody had the cardboard, you know, because you've hitting the door and stuff was, like that. Yeah, I think we had a sort of, we had a games room. I don't know. We oh, definitely snob. not. No, tell you what, <laughs> I'm sitting in a plush. I'm sitting in a plush mansion here. But um, me and my brother have been a year apart. Competitive, isn't it? Yeah. Everything we done, football, running, golf, darts, we were competitive at everything. So, uh, played darts in the house loads. Played loads in the house. Were you natural? You know what I mean? I don't. Or did, I think I've. I've did quite, you enjoy I'm, it straight away? And you yeah, just clicked. I'm quite good at sport. I'm quite sporty, you know. So, the hand-eye coordination thing. I'm quite good at a lot of sports. Um, at school, I was good at sport. So, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty naturally sporty. So I can turn my hand to most sports. So I think that's. Darts was just because of pub, because of the skate, because of being in the yeah. pub all the time. I think it was just something that you, you couldn't play pool all the time because it cost 20p or 50p or a pack. Uh, so you played darts. Yeah. You got Your dad didn't mind you playing darts because it didn't cost him nothing. So you know so what it you cost you? No way it cost you. And maybe you yeah. never pull it out. <laughs> you weren't taking it the right out, or you're just keeping it stuck. But then you couldn't get the white out. That was a, you had to. <laughs> but you, were we, play, you played in the skate though, yeah. Yeah. And then, my very first started in the skate playing in the men's I, league when I was young. For yeah. the skate. Yeah. But then do you get cherry picked by the bigger teams? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I played for the skate in the fourth division in Arbroath at the time, and we won the league, and then we won another league. And I remember my granddad falling out with me. I was just young. I was maybe only 15 or 16. And he's like, you're not getting back in the skate if you sign for another team. So it was <laughs> there was a bit of stories behind that. And I was like, right, there's a bit of pressure here. I'm, but these, I, I got to the stage where I had to make that move. And yeah. I, that's just our rough darts. Yeah. And uh, that was, like we've had a discussion earlier about Dinker, Peter Anderson, Bobby Doll, Clive Jones, Bobby. All these guys were in these teams, pitch talkers. They, that's where I wanted to be in test myself against the best yeah. in our bro. So, yeah. of course, I moved. I, went, I didn't go to the Kearney because I got told you might not get a game every week. So that was one of the reasons. Because like, they were so good. Because they were so good and I was young. They'd say, oh, you maybe get a game. And I thought, nah. And the Westbrook Bar were like, you'll get a game all the time. Bobby Doll, brilliant. And absolutely great friends with Bobby. And we went to so many darts tournaments together over the years. And I learned a lot from him. So I'm glad I went to the Westbrook Bar in the end. So do you still play for our bro's darts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. Still playing still... Arbroath and Forfa. Because it's been cancelled the last year, but Obviously, yeah. are you still going to play for the Westport yeah. Bar? Yeah, of course. That's... So they're going to have a PDC player? <laughs> a professional dart player That's by metal. all accounts. I think when you think about it, all, all the guys still play Monday Night Darts everywhere. A lot of them will play. Like maybe your MBGs and Taylors and that don't, but a lot of the a lot of the top guys play in their Monday Night Leagues or yeah. their county teams and that. So yeah, it's, it's darts. It's not I'm it's guessing you're going to be the best player in the Westport Bar, yeah? Oh, I hope the guys don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've won the Arbor single six times, and who else on? Nobody. Oh, one guy, Bob Beatty's won it a couple of times. Clive's lost in the final quite a lot. But yeah, I, I think they wouldn't have a problem with saying I was maybe the best player in the West Football. Well, ask Clive that, I think. Yeah. But I don't ask Clive. He'll go. Clive's one of the best players there's ever been from Arbor. Absolute class player. Won the Scottish doubles a few times. Right. Done quite well in a lot of events, but maybe 20, 30 years ago, but you can still do it now. Still. I remember years ago his neighbour complained because he was practicing on the dartboard. Yeah, I think that's the one thing about darts is that noise. You think you don't mind when you're playing, but the person in the room next to the or the house next door can hear the doof, doof, doof. But yeah, that Clive's been a great player for decades. You must have a setup in your house, though, as a I presume. Well, before I went to Q School, with lockdown, I put a dartboard up. I didn't even have a dartboard up in the house. Get and me. I was a Scotland captain. I have been playing for Scotland since 2011. I didn't even have a dartboard in the house. But um, 
Buckle, like I said before, I played Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Darts Academy, Friday night, Super League, and then weekends you played. So you didn't need to practice as much. I was about to say, you never practiced for hours. Not really. You maybe went on a Wednesday night to shots and practice with you and Callender, who's from our both, but he's a Scotland international as well. So we'd maybe have two or three hours on a Wednesday night practice if I wasn't night shift. We've changed Craig's bedroom, who's now lives in Australia. We've changed his bedroom into a dark room. So I've got a bona fide practice area, full setup. I've got a darts company that now sponsor me as well. So a mission? Mission Darts, Darts Corner. So I went down to Bolton a few weeks ago for my you know, first pro tour, but I went there first, tour of the factory, um, meet the MD. Just They're, they're going to back me loads. I've got my own darts. They're in process now so there'll be like you can buy Barney darts or Gary Anderson darts mm. there'll be suits darts in the next couple of weeks flights on the market like flights, stems, merch, shirts everything's going to be out there on the market so that's quite a cool thing for Absolutely. me because I've played darts at quite a good level for years but never at that the PDC is just the next level up for it's a different that. market it's a marketing it's game the mar- it? yeah, yeah you know I think one of the things I thought about coming over here before I came over was the I played on TV before I played on stages before I played for Scotland before but PDC is not about the crowd it's about the TV product right. and, and what it what it portrays on the TV and it's so professional it's, it's unbelievable so that that everything that I'm getting now is a different level a total different level thinking about this one we're going to have you on a, a dartboard is it 5 foot 8 is that to the bullseye something like that 173 centimetres um, is that easier than if, if I was a certain height is it easier for either a taller guy or a smaller guy or what well, I can't, I can't really say for a taller guy, can I? Because I'm quite short. But I think I throw up the way at treble well, 20. That's what I was saying. If you were eye-level, big guys easier. Are, yeah. Like Barney. Barney's a big guy. <laughs> Simon Whitlock. They're big, they're big guys. Whereas Phil Taylor's a little guy. Gerwin Price, right at the minute, everyone knows yeah, Gerwin yeah, Price, yeah. world champion. He's so little. So when you meet him in person, you're like, nah. Because he he's got a big persona on stage. He's a unit. Player, he is yeah. a unit, but... See, in person, he's similar height to me, a bit smaller. And you're kind of looking at him going, but he's actually brand new. He's a, he's a really good guy. But on stage, he's got that... Well, he pisses everybody off. Yes, a I, Ted, like a Ted Hankey. Remember that guy? Mm, BDO Ted Dracula Hankey. Boy. Is yeah, he, gave, he gave it all this to the crowd and that, and people <clears throat> people hated him, but also loved him at the same time. So Gerwin's yeah. got a bit of that. About yeah, him, but he's can't a really, take to Gerwin, actually. He's a nice guy. Yeah. See, if you met him and you had oh, a chat like this, you'd be like, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's so coming on next week. <laughs> cool. What do you know about Argo FC? Smokies and white, nothing. <laughs> nah, but he, he is a good guy, so yeah. I think taller guys have definitely got an advantage. They've got, they have to have an advantage. You said there you you got your first Scotland Cup at 2011, mm-hmm. so you would have been what, 33. Yep, ish. Is that late to get picked up by Scotland, uh, or I don't know? If it's I think in darts is a lot of older guys play darts. You know, I think if you look at the top guys just now, like. Gary Anderson's old, an older guy. I think even in our brof, we talked about our brof, that a lot of the older guys are the better players. I think I think to get in the Scotland team, you have to continually, year after year, produce right. at that level. So a young guy doing well one year might not get picked until he does it the second year, sort of to show that he's consistently that good. So it's quite hard. But I was one of the... A, a good story, actually. 2011, I qualified for Lakeside as well, the first time yeah. through, the, through the floor qualifiers in Hull. And I was one of the only players at Lakeside that hadn't played for Scotland. So most of the guys that played for Scotland then made Lakeside. I was the other way around. So I qualified for Lakeside and I wasn't even in a Scotland team. So I got picked then they that picked year, 2011. I then got picked for Scotland. So What's that experience like then? Because if you've not even played for Scotland, you've not had that high pressure and the crowds and the different things like that. You've had pub games, if you like. Yeah, pro- probably why I bottled it and uh, oh, got beat. <laughs> right, okay. um, <laughs> no, I um, yeah, the walking out of Lakeside because you've watched it on TV yeah. so many times. I was so nervous, you know. And uh, everyone knows drinks involved in darts and that. Even my few drinks walked out there and the venue's packed and it's just like, wow, I, it was amazing. It was Under amazing. The lights, the heat, and everything the... just everything is in your head. And now I think now I've learned that none of that's important. Don't worry about it just go out and play darts so I think that's experience is a big yeah. thing you know now I've played, I've played for Scotland on big stages for 10 years so when you do that I think that gives you everyone always talks about experience you, you cannot buy or replace experience I think now when I've been playing the PDC I'm just playing some guy at darts I'm not playing Barney I'm not playing Peter I'm just playing darts and I know I can beat them so that's in my head I'll just, I'll just, I can play well if I play well I'll beat them 
so that's a different mindset now to back then in 2011 where I was probably proper cacking it and yeah. nervous and thinking I maybe need an extra beer and you probably didn't you were just so everything emotionally yeah. thinking about it all instead of just, I would it's totally overwhelming and all your family are there and everyone's there and Clive Jones is at Lakeside actually one really? of the guys yeah they Derek Craig, another guy, they, they were all at Lakeside watching that. I'm aware of that as well. And you're yeah. just like, well, it was, yeah. Pressure. I didn't bottle it. I played all right, but... And what's the difference between that and the 2016 one? Uh, the same. <laughs> <laughs> I bottled it and got beat again. <laughs> I'm good at getting beaten in the first round. No, um, not anymore. Not now, but uh, same scenario. I went there that time thinking, I'm better. I know how to deal with it now, but still just... I played a guy from New Zealand who was really good. And he just, he gave me a bit of a lesson, bashed me up, to be fair. So, kind of tail between my legs and back to Scotland. Because getting there, there's a big build-up, you know, all the yeah. papers and that get involved and daily record and all this, everything down here, Radio Tay and everything. You're like, yes, this is great. And then you go down there and don't really do anything. You come back and they're like, fine, well, whatever. You know, <laughs> people are like, oh, good, good. you're maybe good in our growth, but you're no use in yeah. world-level darts. So, it's a bit of a sickener to, to qualify. You think, I'm in the last 32 in the world. But realistically, that's your level. You're not getting any further. You, right. But you go down there thinking you've got a chance. I, the first time I went to Lakeside in 2010, I took th- uh, 2011, I took three shirts. don't know why I took three shirts, because I only needed one, didn't I? I thought, <laughs> I'll take three, because I might get through a couple of rounds. But nah, it's just... You, I guess you've got to have that mindset of, I'm going to get through. You can't so go down with one shirt. What we were talking about a wee bit earlier, about having that, having a wee bit of something about you, a wee bit of arrogance, yeah. you know, that all sportsmen have that. All, you need to have that. That little thing that you yeah. think you're better than someone else. That, and that kind of thing in your head, that puts other people off if you're giving it a bit of... They're kind of a bit like, well, he's not caring. He's yeah. so well, Stephen yeah. Hendry in his book said he used to look out what he was wearing for the final of the Crucible. Brilliant. Like weeks before, he says, well, I'll need that for the final. <laughs> and you think, you've got to be a bit cocky, don't you? That's a good you mindset. Have to have I, think, I think I'm probably, because I'm older now, I think I'm getting into that mindset of preparing for a, an, an event, not preparing for the first round yeah. or the first day. You prepare for it all, so yeah. Do people in darts have, you, you, a lot of other sports, they've got, obviously if you take tennis or, or other sports like that they've got their fitness coaches they've got their technique coaches but they've also got these psychological coaches now who work on their, their mindset and things like that is that something that's crept into darts yet? yeah yeah I've got a fitness coach and it. nah no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but does your MVGs and your I think you know, there's a few like Wayne Mardo we talked about earlier he is doing coaching now and there's quite a few people jumping on the bandwagon of coaching now I think for me, I do obviously do the Angus Darts Academy, so I'm coaching 70 kids every week, but I'm not really coaching them. We're just giving them a place to go and yeah. play darts. So one thing that I... Like you talk about being a natural sportsman or natural at darts. When you watch me on TV, when I watch myself back, I look at it and go, how does that work? Because a lot of the guys like James Wade and Gary Hunt, they're so fluid and so nice. I go way out here with my hand to the side of my head and yeah. throw. I kind of turn it and come back. So really, it shouldn't work, but darts is a muscle memory thing. And yeah. it's all about practice, muscle memory and, and experience on where you're going to finish, your routines and that. So I think for me, I don't need any of that. But there is a lot of talk about guys. A lot of guys are losing weight in that. A lot yeah. of the guys, darts used to be big, old, big, massive, fat guys. But there's a reason because it, because of alcohol, yeah. because of traveling all the time, because they're eating rubbish food. You know, they're always in hotels. They're always away traveling. But a lot of the guys are losing quite a bit of weight and they're all sort of look different now it's not it doesn't necessarily be like Gerwin Price is a prime example he's he's yeah. a fit guy from coming from rugby and he's not turned into a big fat guy he's still managing yeah, to do he it he paints well. muscles on his t-shirts I think he does yeah, uh, to make himself look better he's got, he's got the six pack yeah, on his shirt t-shirt. and that you know like, I think what? he's probably got stuff inside that you know, like, what are you doing it's not a real that's not a real body nah he's a big lad but, but you're but, right you can practice through all these idiosyncrasies because Judd Trumpet Snooker he's got the worst cue action you know, he, he cues squint, but yeah. when he delivers, it's bang on dead That's straight. exactly, when I when I throw, my hand goes back squint and comes back straight, but obviously I've played darts for 30 plus years, so yeah. something must be repetitively good, yeah. and it must just, it works. Yeah. But yeah, I think there is a, lot, a bit more coaching, and a bit more people listening to DVDs and that, right. and all the sort of self-help sort of things, but I don't really, I don't really buy into it, but if you got to a certain level and you don't get any better, then... Try something you different, really you know. Lots of things. Yeah, you might. Get, some of the guys do do it, definitely. Well, are you are you a better dart player, not mentally, but skill wise? Are you better now than you were? Or are you the same dart player but just got a better mindset? Um, oof, good question. Um, 
I'm probably a better dart player. I'm probably at a better level than I've ever been. But yeah, in in my head, I'm not as fragile. Yeah. If, if that's a, a, a way to put exactly, it, I think yeah. I'm probably stronger. I think a lot of darts is in your head. It's a lot about when you stand on the hockey against the other guy. I'm I'm going to beat. You. I'm better than you. If I play well here, I'm beating you. And I, that's the way I've been feeling this last couple of months. Stand against the hockey. You get drawn against Peter Wright and like. I can beat him I know I can beat him I beat him before and then if I play well shake his hand at the end and say unlucky pal yeah. but that that's the way I feel just now but obviously it's, I'm on the top of the wave you know I'm not struggling I'm I'm, I'm playing yeah. really well so I think that's a, an alright thing and I also I'm quite a geek darts geek I'm quite into stats and I'm quite into I look at what everyone else is doing so when I get drawn against a former world champion, there's a reason he's a former world champion and he's not in the top 32 in the world. So I kind of think, well, he's on the way down. He's not playing as well. So that I I build on that and go, oh, yeah. I'm going to, like Adrian Lewis, yeah. I played him the very first day of my first day as a professional. I played Adrian Lewis. I'm like, What's the ch- can I not get a better draw? And I beat him and I thought, I'm better than you. I'm, I'm well, the rankings don't lie, do they? Yeah, and that's at the minute. I'm obviously sitting decent in the order of merit for the pro tours, but um, it's all a big learning thing for me. I'm, I'm still learning, even though I've played darts for so long. PDC's new, so it's. I like it. I'm liking the the challenge of playing these big guys. That's that's a good thing. Well, the town's buzzing. Like, I've, I've, do you know what I, just, I said when I came in tonight about just taking the dogs out for a walk and I'm walking down the cliffs and some guy I don't even know is like, "Oh, well done at the darts the other day," and I'm like, "Ah, thanks, mate." And then what a couple of meters past, I'm like, "Who's that? I don't even know that guy." Yeah, but really that's cool. quite a cool thing, and a lot of people stopping and waving and speaking. So yeah, it's been that's a good thing. I think if you don't get a buzz off that and want to do better and do more and when you come home to your hometown and Arbro's a, a small place and everyone yeah. there's a lot of everyone knows everyone everyone knows my family from the skate and the marine days and that so I think that I get a wee buzz off of that about your family being well known and the name being well known so that, that's cool I like all that When did you actually join the forces then? Uh, 95 95 when I was 17 uh, But you were stationed at the Condor you said? Well, that that's a, which is bizarre. Another crazy thing about we're talking about coming home and always coming back to your roots to Arbroath, which for you same coming back and both of you is coming back to Arbroath. Um, yeah, I joined up. My regiment is based in Plymouth. Done commando stuff. Didn't want to be a marine because from Arbroath, you all my mates were marines. All they, their dads were all marines, and they were all joining up to be marines. But um, I thought the next best thing is be a commando and work with them, sort of thing. So I had done it. And I didn't even realise that seven battery, one of the batteries was based at Condor. I didn't know that. I thought it was just Marines. So, so I'm sat, I've just passed, got my green berry and I'm delighted, 18-year-old kid. And I'm like, yes. And they're reading out where you're getting sent to. And they're like, uh, Smith, eight battery, Plymouth. You, eight battery, Plymouth. Seven, nine battery, Plymouth. Souter, you Scottish yet? Seven battery, Arbroath. And, he re- and I'm like, Arbroath? And I thought, he's made a mistake. He's, why has he said that? And then I realised there was a unit in Condor of artillery so I got sent up here so I spent nine years in the military in Condor so you lived out there lived at Condor I lived two miles outside Arbroath yeah but I also lived at home and kind of came and went it was quite cool being based here because you could get away with stuff you all the other English guys and that couldn't get away with so even there's a story about the Westport Bar the Marines we weren't allowed in but I played I played darts for the Westport Bar (laughs) <laughs> and I'm based at Condor so it was a bit of a thing and then if we'd go out with the boys two or three of them would be like, be alright guys you'll get him with me I know them all I played darts there and you'd get there and they'd be like I need baller suits and two or three of them would be in with me having a beer and that and they'd be like wow but then if they went on their own you're not getting in with some of the stuff you must have seen without going into it in too much detail but that you must have seen either on, on tour in the forces or, or as, as a firefighter mm-hmm. The pressure you would be under in those situations must make things like BDO or PDC seem less. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just yeah, think I think it's a hard. The, the positions you must have yeah, been in. It's a hard thing to explain to people. Um, I, I don't think I'm quite a strong, quite a cold person in, inside. You know, I can kind of just shut off from it all. So I think the same in darts. I kind of what we t- talked about before about. I think I'm going to beat him. I can mm. just switch off to the that mental side of it and just. I'm just playing darts and there's nothing else going on in my head I don't think I'm probably not clever enough to get too too excited about what's happening I'm just like right it's darts time and then if you're at a job in the fire brigade it's just a job we're just doing what we do and then we go back to the station after it we're always going to go back to the station as long as we look after each other we're always going yeah. home you went from obviously the BDO 
to the, the, the PDC, what would be the biggest difference between playing in the BDO to playing in the, BD, the PDC? Um, well, because I played darts for so long, I played darts with a lot of the guys that are in the PDC, so they've maybe went years before me, but I know a lot of them. The biggest difference is, perf- it's called the Professional Darts Corporation. There's a reason it's called professional. It's it's really professional. It's the setup, the the atmosphere, quite a good thing that people maybe don't understand. When you watch darts on TV, for example, Ali Pali, the noise and the crowd and the carry-on, and when you're on a pro tour in Milton Keynes on a Tuesday afternoon there's no noise yeah. and you're not allowed to make any noise so even the players you're not allowed to clap your hands or give it a yeah I'll take a I'll take a little uh, top oh, up please for the listeners we're just talking talking about people's wine the Italian wine it's magic <laughs> yeah I think just <laughs> yeah, a non-wine drinker I can, I can he's s- only that when the world will be on stage drinking a nice white wine well no you know I think <laughs> a lot of the guys drink wine because if you think back in the day, all the guys drinking beer after beer after pints, 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 you've got to drink a lot of beer to get to that certain level, whereas wine, you only need a few wines to get to that level. And I think a lot of guys are caught on to that kind of I'll thing. I'll give you a tip then, just drink tequila. Oh, man. Just I'll be back in the BDO in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> just take three of them, you'll be playing. Just see the BDO, no. is that completely gone or will it resurrect? No, it's gone. It's gone. I think, right. Although there is a sort of, there is still stuff happening. It, it's a, I don't know how to explain it. It's, BDO's a, a, a big thing, but it's, it's gone now. But there's World Darts Federation. It's kind of like boxing and that. I've got different yeah, yeah. different things, snooker. Put, it's all, there's loads of different boards and groups. But the BDO is now done. And all the counties that made up the BDO. So Angus, what we, where we live, we were, we're a county in the BDO, but now we're not. Now we're just a county in Scotland. So all the right. counties are out. And there used to be 66 counties in the UK. And all the English and Welsh counties are now part of another organisation called UKDA. So the BDO now has no members. There's nobody inside it. So it's it's gone. Which is a shame because Lakeside's still an iconic yeah, thing. And, and that's that's history now. It's memories. But I'm glad I've played there twice. That's probably probably for my dad, Kenny, who lives in an Arbroath guy all his life. Me playing at Lakeside is probably one of the proudest things ever because we grew up with him watching the darts yeah. and we were watching it as kids. So... I'm glad I've played there, but yeah, it's gone. And World Darts Federation will take over running world events, but the PDC will be, they'll have the lion's share of the market. World Darts has got the most players because there's so many amateur players oh, and course. there's only 128 PDC pros. So if you don't get a tour card, you're not on that one to eight. You're just everybody else. I was going to say, so the BDO players, if you don't get a tour card, you're just back in the pool of... You're just back in WDF, so you can do the circuit. They'll have tournaments all over the world, but it's not so much like the county set up. And that. Like I play, obviously play for the Westport Bar, but then you can play for Arbroath Super League. So as you play for your team in Arbroath, then you play for your town. So we play against Montrose, Forfar, Brechin. It's good. That's a good. It's a Friday night. We used to play in the Newgate before COVID. We're not sure what's going to happen with the Newgate going forward, but um, that was like a Friday night, beers, spears... Good, good times, you know, everyone just playing darts and having fun, but you're also, it's quite serious, but it's more about the beer and the, the guys, it's more about Can your team. Can string together a team? Yeah, Forfar's good. Really? Yeah, Forfar's no, got all heroin addicts, man. <laughs> there's some of them, put, no, uh, there's, <laughs> you know what happens in, in darts? So, like my nephew Jordan, I know he plays Arbroath on a Monday, Forfar on a Tuesday, and Brechin on a Wednesday, so he plays in three different leagues. Right. So, but that's, he's a young guy, so he's out yeah. every night playing darts, yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, there's, where else? Lawrence Kirk is in Angus as well, because they kind of, Aberdeen don't need them, yeah, and they're kind of on the border. So we, we took Lawrence Kirk in. Lawrence Kirk is good, good night out through there, well, when you go play darts there, against but... them in the Crown Inn, brilliant. But yeah, it's that's more of a sort of, that's the next step is sort of play for Angus. And Angus, we put the red line in our broth, so... If you want to play for Angus, you've got to be in the top 40 players in Angus. So you know from pool how you get through the sort of systems and that. But Angus is a quite a small county. We're quite a small county in the grand scheme of things, but we're quite good. Quite pretty good county. So Arbroath's always been pretty decent at pub sports. Yeah, I think pool, we talked about it before when All I came in tonight. Sports, pool and darts, an amazing amount of pool players there is. Like, like I said earlier about growing up with Davy Jack. Me and my brother, my brother's ages with Davy, and I'm younger, but. Um, 
played pool with Davy Jack when we were kids, played golf, football in the McDonald Park, and he still lives there. Yeah. Still in the same house where we learned to play Good pool. Davy, Davy would be listening to this. I taught him everything he knows. Wow, what a, what a pool player he is, eh? Yeah, he's just a natural, is he? He's just so good. He's a good guy. Clean so, yeah. potter. Yeah. He looks a bit like you with the hairstyle. Nah, we, we grew up together, so we thought we'd go for the same hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have any choice in it, eh? See, with the BDO, I know it's not there now, but you loved playing for Scotland. Yeah. If the BDO was still there, <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, would you have stayed or would you still have made the move? Um, wow. I think playing for Scotland is the best thing I've ever done. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, oh, that's what I brought this from actually. There you go. There's my gold medal from the World Cup in Canada. So playing for Scotland doesn't get any better. Um, playing for yourself, people don't really care if you lose. They might have a bet on you, or they might you might be from our both. So a lot, like Jamie was saying before, a lot our both got to be buzz about sure. it just now because of what's happening. But if you get beat, you'll kind of get forgotten about it quite quick. But see, when you play for Scotland, everyone in Scotland cares, and all the dark community care. And I think to to get fifty caps for Scotland is huge. But I think COVID made this happen, not the BDO demise. Right. I think COVID. I was watching the telly and watching the darts kind of started coming back. So there was, you know how there was no sport, there was no football, nothing was happening. Yeah. And darts started getting back on the telly. Yeah. No crowds, which is fair enough. But they were managing to put events on because the PDC is run by Matchroom Sport. So the Herons know what they're doing. And as darts was coming back, I'm thinking there's going to be no Scotland team in 2021. I doubt there'll be one in 2022. I think we're struggling for the next year as well. This whole year... I don't think there'd be any pub darts. Not sure. I we don't, know, kind of, kind of see we don't know where it's going. I think yeah. we'll get back in the pubs and that, but you know all this yeah. social distancing and how it's... I can't see us being able to have 24 boys around the dartboard. Yeah, it'll be two years out, won't it? Yeah, so last year was kind That kind of made me think the PDC are getting away with it. They've got COVID bubbles, they're secure, blah, blah. So I got back in. My ma- a management company said, Suits, we'll pay for you to go. Right. Down to Milton Keynes and go to Q School. And I was like... Let's go. Let's go and have. It was just a roll of the dice because everyone's always talked about the Q school being so hard. But I also know that I can play at a certain level, a 90 average plus most times I play. So I was like, it'll be hard, but I reckon I can do all right. And obviously, yeah, it you went. Breezed it. Were you qualified with <laughs> games to spare? Aye, a couple of days left. Yeah. But <laughs> I think. It was a walk in the park, man. I don't know if it was a walk in the park. But it'd be great to be that arrogant and go, yeah, it was easy. But I think. Look at him nodding. <laughs> That's a white wine kicking it. No, um, listeners, he just winked at us. <laughs> I was trying to be it. No, um, yeah, it was pretty. If it could be comfortable for any player that was there, I think I was probably the most comfortable to get through. Obviously, guys went and through. Again, the it's very your age, isn't it? You were experienced. You're basically like shitting yourself, and you're yeah taking it. Well, one of the days actually, Nathan, Nathan. We talked about Nathan already. He's I've Nathan's from four for he's he was ten year old when he came to the Darts Academy, and he was. He was brilliant at 10 and I'm like, whoa. Day two, I draw him in the second round. So when the draw came out, it was like, Alan Suter against this guy, Nathan against this guy. Oh, fuck. So we knew if we both won, we were playing each other. So I win, he wins. Yeah. Playing each other in the in Q school, which is like 600 people there. That's crazy. And I get him, a kid from our broth that's from our academy. But experience, and my age, won. The, the only reason I beat him... I'm probably not a better, maybe a better player than him, but I'm more experienced. He's a great player, but he's a kid. And I think he was a bit like, gave me a bit too much respect. You, you'll know from the pool table, people give you too much respect. And that, that probably gives you a frame on them or a leg on them. Oh, so Steve that, Davis won half his tournaments because folk were beat before they started. Exactly that. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to Nath. And he, uh, as, I, as I won a leg after a leg, he just kind of, I could see it. I could see his body language and that drop off. But that, yeah, Q School was so comfortable and I think that's probably what made me think wasn't it that hard it wasn't yeah. as hard as what people people put it away up on a pedestal and I was like it's not that hard is that why you hit the ground running maybe in the tournaments yeah and I think when I got the pro tour yeah and I think when I started playing guys that were the top 128 I'm like it's just the same again just play against the guy that's there in front of you because you beat Chiz quite early didn't you First day, that was the first day as well. So it's I played metal, Adrian right? Lewis was my first one, yeah. and then I played Chizzy ah, second. He's over the hill still. But Chizzy's uh, he's number four in the world or something. Yeah, I beat him the second game, and that I was five two down. To be fair, 
and he kind of let me back in. I beat him 6-5, but I'd take that every day of the week. But he against. beat you a couple of tournaments later. Well, he beat me in the UK Open Aye, in the last 16, and I was 8-6 up. You let that slip. I, I, watched, the, I watched the interview afterwards, and, and he actually was lucky. You know, he well, knew here's, it. here's a cool story. It's a Smokies of mine, so it's a good story. We're... So when you go on the stage, it's, there's all sort of rules and that, right? He walks on first and you walk on behind, you do this and that. So I went 3-0 up and he got a couple of legs back and the 3-2 and, and Ross went, right, three minutes, guys. So we both went off, both in the same toilet, standing at the same urinal, long urinal, having a pee next to each other, chatting. And Chizzy turned to me and he went, this is world number four. No, he's world number six. He turns to me and he goes, suits. I was like, what? He goes, you make me effing nervous. And I'm like, eh. This is a top, one of the top players in the world, yeah. Premier League player. Size thing, was it a size thing? <laughs> I think so. Do you know what? I actually, I actually, I actually turned to him and said, the water's freezing. The water's freezing in your rhino day, isn't it? It's a cold day, man. It's it better. But yeah, he turned to me and said he was, I, I made him nervous. And that was at 3-2. And I thought, and this I'm is your first PDC tournament. Yeah, and I'm on, on stage in the next minute, I wait to start the game again. I'm thinking, in my head, I'm like, he's worried. He's a big player and he's playing some... But I've known Dave for 10, 12 years. Me, him and Stevie Bunting used to go out to Norway and play in tournaments ah, and, right, okay. and go out in the beers and that together. So we've pl- played that's a long time, man. But um, obviously he took the step to the PDC a long time before I did. But it, just that, when he said that to me, I just got that feeling that the same thing, I'm an older pe- I'm older, and I was like, he's worried. And it kind of made me, sort of, it probably boosted me for a few legs and I started playing decent. But yeah, the wheels just... Fell off. I don't know. I'm not used to playing in long games well, like that. Was on it a fatigue TV thing, or was it no, something maybe, else? I think that maybe was the maybe last not. Leg was yeah, very horrendous. Yeah, thing. maybe not yeah. enough Moretti. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get to have a beer when you're on the breaks. No, but I think I just experience of the longer format on TV on stage because it's quite a daunting thing. I think I just need to get used to them kind of things, and then I'll. I think I'll still be all right. My manager texted me today actually saying top thirty two is where you're heading. What a good thing to say when I'm Brilliant. miles nowhere near that. And I was like... You've got to get in the top 64. Top 64 to keep your card. Yeah. So, but that's over two years. So I'm 79th now. So that's a big jump already. I've taken a massive jump. Oh, so, Brilliant. But the jumps now get bigger. Yeah. You know, it's the, the, money, ranking, the rankings are on prize money and I'm, yeah. I'm like £5,000 behind the person in front of me, which Lisa Ashton, of all, all the players, yeah. the only woman on the tour. But she's a year in front of me. So she's already a so year it's in. accumulated? Yeah, it's a two-year ah, rolling thing. Right, so okay. after the two years, that's when they have to be in the top 64 this year. Whereas I've got this whole year and next year to try and get into 64. So a lot of them guys in that top 32 will be thinking, oh, I've got suits. Yeah. And I quite, I quite like, I did say it in one of the interviews, says they'll not like playing me because I've played darts forever. I'm not a new kid just coming into darts. Yeah, like, yeah. like they made a big thing of Rob Cross when he was world champion being a new dart player. He wasn't. He'd played darts for a few years, but I've played darts forever. So you get recognition now in the PDC. And like being on a podcast with you guys is... It's the pinnacle. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if I can get any higher. <laughs> I don't know if I can go, where can I go? Sky Sports were asking, but I said no, because I'm on Smokies and Wine. But um, yeah, all these things are just... It's getting more and more and more common to be... So the exposure's brilliant. And, but reality is... Have you is, never been so in Q school, in the heat of all the battle, you're not even really thinking about those kind of things. You're just trying to win the leg. And I went 180, 180, 20, 20, And I'll, I'll say to the viewers that I wired double 12, but just about hit the bull. Did you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you knew you were... I was well inside the 12, but I was on the nine-darter. As soon as you hit two 180s, when you stand at the back when the other guy's throwing, you're automatically thinking, come on, come on. Have you, you, had, a, have you had a nine-darter yeah. in the Arbroath League? Not in the league, no. Nah. I've never had a, a, a nine-darter in a competitive match. I've had nine-darters, but yeah, I've yeah. missed the double 12 loads of times in loads of events, but never in an actual bona fide. Is anybody in a nine-darter in Arbroath? Uh, don't like think in, so. In Ian Jolly, you know Ian Jolly? Ah, he's yeah, yeah. Well, Joel, he had one in Forfar. Good story about him. Jolly, unbelievable player. Jolly in Forfar was playing the county bar and he walked out. He was playing a woman. So it was a mixed league in Forfar and he went up and went, 180, 180, one for one, shook her hand and walked out and had a fag stand outside having a cigarette. And you're like... The pub was going mental and all the team were going, Joel just shook, shook her hand and walked out and had a cigarette. He's like, had a nine darter. He's the only one that I know about in the sort of last 10, 15, 20 years had one in league darts. It's, it's quite uncommon in league darts because it's not a... I think the, the problem with the Monday night darts or Tuesday night darts is you're working. A lot of guys are at work and then they're home. 
shower tea, shower change out to dark. So they're not you're not preparing like And they're four pints in. Or or more. But that's darts, that's it's a pub sport. Yeah. But I also think four pints in is a good place to be. That's where it can happen. But um I just think that the like at the pro tour, I'm probably practicing for four hours before the day starts. You know, I've got dartboard in the room on the door. Everyone's in the hotel got, room is this? Every, right. in the hotel because just because of the COVID bubble, you're in the hotel room, so you the venue's all set up and you could go down three hours before. But in your room, everyone has an on tour board, so it's just a strap over the door and it's at perfect height. It's got a light and everything, so you're practicing in your room for hours before you even go down and start the day. So you're it's not like a Monday night dash, you know, It's that's why it's professional. You're Everyone's doing the same thing. You walk along the hotel and it's all just straps on the outside of the door. <laughs> dart player playing. Every single door, is everyone's got a dartboard, so it's it's professional, you know. Well, you were saying you were at Milton Keynes with snooker players as well. Yeah, that's uh, a so surreal how thing. Pra- how do they practice in the room? They obviously don't, but it, to the right of the reception, there's a, a room where four snooker tables all lit up all the all the gear so they must get to practice in there but when when you watch it on TV when you're watching them actually in the room watching the snooker on TV but they're like a level down from my hotel room like I've been to shots and seen Ronnie O'Sullivan one of the exhibition nights he'd done up here yeah. and he was a great guy and it was really cool because he's an absolute he's a nice. when you talk about legends and goals he's and amazing amazing and Whatever just for him sport, he's a genius yeah but just for him to be in our roof and like G at the townhouse sponsors me so I've got townhouse on my shirt when I'm at darts and he stayed in the townhouse and he was just an absolute brilliant guy. Smokies out running at the cliffs in the harbour and that when he was here for the two days. And then the next thing I'm in Milton Keynes having my breakfast and Ronnie O'Sullivan's at the table next to me and I'm like, this is cool. I could get used to this. But you're also, I think if I was younger, a lot of the guys would be like, oh, there's MVG, there's Gary Anderson, there's Peter Wright. And, but I'm not I'm not like that. I'm kind of just like, all right, how's it going? And just get my breakfast. And Again, I'll, it's an age thing, I'll, isn't I'll it? I'll see you later. Yeah. I think that is the age thing that you're just not too excited yeah, about it and go by it. oh wow but I think like my brother my older brother Gary I think when Covid's passed he wants to come so you can take two guests to a pro tour in normal circumstances so straight away Smokies and Wine are the top two on the list sorry Gary John and Jamie sorry guys <laughs> well um, you can go to the second pro tour no since you've started on, on the PDC obviously Bagley's the, probably the, the big name but I actually think Snakebite's your biggest scalp because Barney was just coming back twice, <laughs> <laughs> and twice for over a hundred average. So yeah. good story about over him. Over hundred average, both over a hundred, hundred and five and hundred and four. Yeah. Twice I played them. Wow! But um, that's good story cool. about him actually, because because he gets a bit of a press about not being Scottish because he's yeah. English <laughs> and he lives in England. But he's obviously born up here, but he's lived in England all his life. First time I beat him, hundred hundred and five average. I beat him six two, perfect, unbelievable. Everyone's going. Oh, place was kind of there was a wee buzz sort of like wow the next morning when I went in the venue so it's exactly the same it's like Groundhog Day for four days you do the same thing same setup, set the same tables he came over and sat at the table with me for about half an hour and just sat and spoke to me and said well done yesterday you're doing really well it's good to have another Scottish guy so kudos for that he was really he didn't have to do that you know yeah. he could have been a bad loser he could have been but he came and sat with me and he just sort of had a good chat about things and really good and then a threw him again and played them in the Pro Tours last time there and I beat him 6-4 with well, 104 average and he comes over at the end of it and he, we shake hands and, and he's speaking and he's like so it was 6-2 6-4 I'll get 6 next time alright is that cool he is so down to earth and so just a normal guy that he's I think the Scottish thing's quite a cool thing because right. there's not many of us there Gary I obviously know Gary really well and I spoke to him loads so he kind of just we just have a chat like pals but Peter, I don't know, and I've not really known him, but he's always gave me time and a little bit of banter, and in the mornings and that, he'll always say, all right, how are you doing? Good luck today and that. So that I like that side of it, and I don't get overawed by him, I overawed by him at all. I'm kind of like, I'm just going to play you at darts yeah. and the best player will win, which should be him, but it wasn't. See, when he's not on stage, what's his hair actually like? Down, white. Is it? Just his normal hair brushed sort of back. It's right. weird. I'll show you the picture later. It's I, weird. I, I see an he doesn't YouTube do. Man. Yeah, he doesn't do all the mad stuff. He didn't even yeah. wear mad clothes. He's just got black shoes, black trousers, and his tops are a little bit sort of snake outfit yeah. sort of thing. But nah, he's just normal because he. There's two Peter Wrights. He's quite a quiet, shy guy. But the stage thing, I think that brings out. He, he, he does a bit of that, yeah. and to be fair, he he must make some money off merchandise because it's all about the wigs and the the shirts, and he changes his darts all the time. 
So his darts, the catalogues that you buy darts in are two pages of Peter Wright. He's not just got one set of darts. Can you buy a, a Peter Wright mohawk then? Yep, I'll get you a couple. I'll get you. <laughs> well, so, I'm, I'm looking at you. I, <laughs> I brush mine back just now. But will, will there be a suit? He'd... <laughs> I'm not sure that'll be like Could you the imagine hey, Ali Pally, hey, 50 yard growth boys doing <laughs> with the, with the, with the, wow. the I think it'll, it'll be, be a bit amazing. more like hey you guys from the Goonies wouldn't it be like sloth from the Goonies sort of thing but nah there's a uh, yeah all that stuff that, that's what we were saying earlier about the PDC machine the, the sort of merchandise the, 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 the match room the, that, everything like Gary Anderson even he still wears a shirt like a lot of the guys wear sports tops now with half zips and that which is cool it's a more athletic looking he still wears a shirt with a tartan sleeve yeah. see the amount of people that buy them incredible because everyone loves Gary Anderson the whole of Scotland Toby Gilmore's not daft he'll have well, told them to do that if you put an event on with Gary anywhere he'll sell it out like, so you know Gary yeah, yeah really so well so did he fart on stage there's a good story with that <laughs> I was at the Italian Open what we talked about earlier because you stick a finger up his ass to find out well, apparently I was there with Wesley Harms and I sent a picture to Gary with me and Wesley like that saying pinching your nose <laughs> yeah but I think Gary thinks it was the Dutch guy Wesley but I don't know that, that's still a quite a thing eh about the farting on the stage oh that was that was on um, have I got news for you it was on everything it was, quite, it was quite a bit the, the darts gets quite a good it's quite popular now eh? it's quite a popular sort of uh, Matt Room made a huge difference to the, just Barry the whole production just, of it he's just, a genius yeah and I think the guys that are running it all when you go to the events there's no mucking about it's dead serious it's everything's just bang 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 and what that level like the UK Open stages and that even without fans I'm actually hoping to qualify for Ali Pali that's and fans might be back by Christmas. That would be immense. Immense to have that place full of people. I'd put it at Lakeside, obviously, with a couple of couple of thousand, but that place would just be nuts. It'd be quite hard to switch off from that, I think. But that might see the tarp and Tuzers coming out and that again and getting real Scottish up. What do you have to do then? What what will get you there? I'm almost there. Right. I think what they're saying is about ten, eleven grand on your rankings. I've got on the Pro Tour and right. I've got nine seven fifty yeah. already. Nine seven fifty. So I'm not far off. And there's a few so tournaments between now and then. There's a lot of opportunity. Right up to November, so yeah. I think as long as I keep doing so what I'm doing, even if I have a dip, I think I'll still you get You don't have to go deep. If you're making just, second or third just rounds... Pick up, yeah. Just pick up 500,000 yeah. and add it to your rankings every single time. That's the way to do so it. So you need to stay off the booze then? Um, Put that beard in. No. Uh, this is a <laughs> fresh orange. <laughs> I generally don't drink that much when I play darts. It's not a... I think if you want to do well, you can't have the old five, eight, ten pints. Just it doesn't work. You can't be at the same level as what you need to be at. You'll get away with it sometimes, but are there any drinkers on tour? Oh, crazy! I think, I think guys think now because you don't see it on TV. It's it's all happening behind. That's it's a good insight, and people might want to cover that up and say no, it's professional, blah blah. blah but behind the scenes is everyone's having a drink. Who's, who's the biggest caner then? Whoa, me. No, um, it, all the guys, some of the guys drink whiskey, straight whiskey out of the bottle and stuff like that. I Simon Whitlock, there's a guy who drinks whiskey, just nails it. One of the American guys, the only American guy. So doesn't tour, use a glass, he just takes just literally swigging out of the from bottle, the neck, like, cowboy swigging in a brown paper bag. You're <laughs> pretty much a Jakey guy from from Australia. <laughs> Sorry, Sai. <laughs> Pete the Jakey's on the back of his shirt. No, I think uh, like the American guy Danny Baggish, he drinks that Fireball cinnamon whiskey stuff. He drinks a bottle of that before he plays a bottle. I don't know how they can do that, but uh, is like, that to cope like, with nerves or what? Do you yeah, think? a lot it? of it is to do with nerves. I think. A couple of beers gets rid of the, the sort of... Because yeah. you think you bring your hand in front of your face, it shakes. And see when it shakes in front of your face, yeah, that's... Yeah. You're like, uh, but when you're in the game, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't make that stop. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. So I think the level of beer, there's no... you don't They can't hide from it. I think talking about me in Olympic sport and that is fantasy because if they took if they took oh, booze out I know but if they took booze out you would see different people on that stage they wouldn't have there's That'd a couple of guys that don't drink to be honest but you'd pass the drug test you'd just <laughs> be full of alcohol yeah they would always pass the drug test nobody does that well not that I know of pinnacle for you so far must have surely been winning the world cup yeah I think <sighs> wow yeah the medal that I showed you earlier yeah, like in, I think in Canada um, yeah, because that's for your country. I and think you were stuff captain you, as well. No, I wasn't captain then. Ross was captain, right, okay. so that was twenty thirteen. That's how long ago that was. So I was only captain the last two or three, oh, last right, three okay. 
in about years. But um, that's yeah, I think that's still the pinnacle. I think. Did you not throw the winning double? Aye, at double eight in the final against America, which was cool. I've got a picture. Normally, it pops up on my Facebook now and again. I've got both my arms up, and our shirts at the time were a big saltire across the shirt with Scotland across it. So it's, it's a cool picture, but um, England got absolutely destroyed in the semi-final of that, which they were playing America and we were playing Sweden, so it was in the same time, but quite a bit apart. But we seen them going out and we were getting beat off Sweden. We were 5-3 down to Sweden. Then we beat Sweden 9-5 when we seen England getting put out. It just made, it must have made everybody in our team, the four of us just go, they're out. Yeah, done. This is the chance. Yeah. This is... This is the, the Who big... was in their team at the time? Right, so it was... Uh, but they're the favourites, were they? Oh, they always are. They're, they're head and shoulders. Holland are good, but they're the f- always... Stevie Bunton was in it. Tony O'Shea. All right, was okay. it Glenn Durant? Does a... Might have been Scott Waits as well. I think I can't remember, but that was... Big... They were the big dogs, but... Uh, any country, Absolutely. when you're playing for Scotland's great to win a World Cup gold medal... Yeah, cool. Is that the only time we've done it, yeah? Yeah, it's the only time Scotland have done it as well. So we're in Canada. Mm-hmm. You've just won the World Cup. I'm not telling you what you're weight asked. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just go home and have a cup of tea. Yeah, we just went back and uh, you don't. Played, a, played a game of cards and that, you know, back in the hotel. As you do. Just had it at McDonald's. Where was it actually and, played? Uh, Newfoundland and St. John's. Right, St. John's. Okay. It was... Uh, Canada, the, Canada's massive, eh? The places, yeah, yeah. even St. John's was a massive place, but we we're miles away from the venue. Buses in every day as well, but uh, yeah, we went down downtown that night. Were you recognised or was it? Nah, no. it's a... Uh, Did you cause a scene? <laughs> we probably caused a few scenes. I, I can't remember getting back to the hotel, so we probably caused a few scenes. Yeah, we were downtown that night and it was a, a weekend as well, so we were out and it was all live music and that, and this big strip full of bars and that, yeah, it was... When we done that, like STV and all that were involved, and they were going to meet us at the airport. It was all like, as soon as we landed, they were going to meet at the airport, and, that, and we ended up going for interviews with STV and that. The boy Tyrone Smith, who does the news, and that it was all. It was pretty surreal because darts wasn't really. You don't think of it as that, but it, obviously it was really cool when we won that. Really cool. I remember going. Uh, it wasn't the Kearney. I think it was actually still called the Vix Club um, <laughs> at the time, and uh, Jockey Wilson was up. And yeah. I'm, I'm not a dart player, but I'm like, oh, Chucky Wilson, because that's who I grew up watching. And uh, whoever it was, it could have been a client, I've no idea. But whoever was playing, him, player, he just it? went, he goes, I just let you know now, I don't play funny games. It, well, he wasn't bang, like bang, the show, but he bang. just went, I'm going to beat you. Do you know what? Barney done that when he was in our broth. Did he? Just beat people up. Yeah. Didn't they do any fun stuff? That's yeah. weird. Do you, know, do you know Dave Hodgins? Yeah, yeah. That's, he used to stay at, Jockey used to stay at his house. Well, Dave just stayed across for the Kearney. Well, yeah, that's where he stayed. That's where he grew up. Jockey used to live in their house. Right. So Graham and Bruce and that used to uh-huh. have Jockey in their house when he was like <laughs> the world champion at the time in the PDO. And he'd stay there for the night and then go and play darts in the Kearney. Brilliant. Obviously you've been playing and all of the PDC time for you at the moment has been COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to crowds getting back with that? Does that make a difference to you? Do you like the solitude of it at the moment or...? Yeah, I, don't, I think, like I said before about Ali Pali, I would love to qualify for Ali Pali and it to be full. Like, Nick played at Ali Pali this year, who we just talked about, and it was empty. So there's four people in the it's crew. It's not the same, is it? And that was it. So they walked down this big <coughs> walkway down the middle of all the lights. Now, that was quite cool for TV, yeah. but for the players, said it was just weird. Yeah. It was a big empty hall, because Ali Pali's huge. It's massive. Yeah, so that's weird, but I would love to qualify for that and have a crowd. The only thing with the crowd is... I've got a tendency to be the class clown. So the both times at Lakeside that I'm mucking about a wee bit in my walk-on and doing just silly things that I do. And even Amanda says, stop mucking about, just go and play darts. And I just kept losing focus. Just playing up to the crowd or turning and doing all this sort of... That, That's part and parcel. I, I know, and I think you need to have a bit of something yeah. about you. You can't just be a robot and just play darts. That's how you, you sell to, merch. Yeah, and you need to have a bit of... Yeah, that's how you sell suits wigs. <laughs> <laughs> but you need... Yeah, you need to have a, certain, a bit of something, a bit of interaction, but I think when the crowds are back, that'll be great. I'd love to play in the the big venue, even though I'm not a fan of the the, the racket and the, the total chaos that seems to consume PDC yeah. venues. It's what makes it appealing to everyone to watch. And I've watched, like, Nine Darters, for example, we talked about earlier, that... 
when you see the 180 going in, people cheering and go mental, then the next 180 people cheering and go mental, see the 141 checkout, the, anticipation the noise, it. the treble 20 goes in and the crowd goes, oh, the treble 19 goes in and it goes loud, then the double 12 goes in and place goes nuts. And when you watch them back on YouTube and that, you're like, that's amazing. That's and you crazy. can feel yourself going, Imagine you were involved in that or you were part of that or you'd done that. that, that I, I'm looking forward to that. I definitely. I think the whole, even if you're backstage and you hear the, da, 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 you'd be like, the pairs in the back of your neck. Yeah. Right? There's a thing, like you mentioned music. So what is your walk on music? Oh, here's that. Because me and JB have come nah, up with something. We're not fans. Well, here we're we go. Fans. We're too old for your music. Well, are you 12? And tw- <laughs> 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 I love trance music. And what? Do you guys not listen to B- DJ Beezer, James Bell on a Friday night? He's brilliant. We're over 50, mate. Right, I'm, I'm, and I know, and I'm over 40 and I should behave by now. So, my manager's a real music guy and he loves it. He used to go to TFI Friday I would and argue that. that and he's, he's not a music guy. Well, well no. He had, he had no say in it, but he used to go to TFI Friday because he lived down there and he was right. always in the venue and music. he's writing to music, Shed 7 and all these sort of bands. And I'm like, uh, trance music? And he's like, no. You can't have that. We need to pick someone else. So the 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 theme is basically been looking for a someone that ties up fire or firefighter or hero or that kind of thing. We've so got let's we've got, got you it. covered. <laughs> we've, we've got, got you covered. covered. And let's you can even let the fans do a poll and let them choose. We could do it on Facebook and Twitter and things and see where it comes. But so the two got picked. Is it Bonnie Tyler Hero? That's but it's a bit a, slow. That's not going to be that it's one. Too slow. No. So yeah, do that. I'll pass it to you guys. Here's a quick story before we do it. See the UK Open because mm-hmm. there's no fans and there's other boards that are playing darts. The walker music's on the TV, but you don't hear it in the venue. So yeah, you're walking out to nothing wrong. and the music's on on TV. Yeah. It's all part of the production and yeah. how, how good they do it. It makes so, sense because you can't put, You can't, there's other games on. So when I walked out against Barney, we were just walking out silent, but the music's blaring on the telly and everyone's like, oh, did you pick that walker? And I'm like, then the hero will come. What was it? And it was actually hero. Is it Foo Fighters? All right. So Barney didn't have his eye of the tiger. I didn't have my uh, absolute banging techno. Oh yeah, the techno, techno, techno. <laughs> but yeah, bits and pieces is I've chopped and changed both times at Lakeside. Different music. Then when Scotland captain, I picked bits and pieces because the Scotland team play it when they score a goal. There's obviously they don't score very often, so you don't hear it very often, do you? Right. Over to you boys. I'm absolutely open to. I need to get someone that you can't be overly Scottish, because I think you need everyone oh, to we, buy. We've, we've killed this. You we've need everyone this. to buy into it, right? I'm in, I'm listening. We've got three. Right. We could do a poll on this then. Johnny Cash. Ring, ring of fire. fire. How slow is it though? Oh, slow. Dun, dun, slow. Dun, 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 ring of fire. But people would go crazy. Burn, burn, burn. That's not Next one. Next one we've got. Elvis Presley, Born in Love. I don't even know that song. It's what? Probably, it's probably from the 50s or 60s or something. What? Oh, when did Elvis die? In the 70s? 77. I was born, oh, in, se- I was born in 78. Temperature rising. <laughs> oh, you've got to do Elvis, man. I'm going to send you these three songs. The last right. one I've got is okay. Disco Inferno. That's it's from, cool. It's from Saturday Night Fever. Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. That's quite burn, cool. You cannot... Burn. Disco and that's quite cool. That would get the crowd. That's that's what it would yeah, get the crowd yeah. going as that's well. That's what you need. Like Daryl Gurney comes out to Sweet Caroline and see the the place goes. It's not that's a karaoke favorite. Everybody go, sings that. They go mental, so they're all singing. The music's off and they're all still singing. So Disco Inferno is cool. Disco Inferno. You've no heard one, Disco Inferno. Yeah, yeah. Nah, no yeah. one's said that before yet. That's not go. a thing. So that was our that was our last one. That's the fiery link, obviously being uh, in the fiery. But, but it's a good tune. It's a cracking tune. That's yeah, that's quite cool. Better than quite like ever, Elvis who? I never heard of the old guy. <laughs> that's like all the young kids now going, Jockey Wilson, who's he? It's uh, <laughs> he played seven and half of the Saddens me. I'm genuinely excited by that one. That's quite cool. I don't know how to do I think that's quite cool. we'll find out and we will stick one out on the I think you can do it on Facebook. Oh you might be able to do it on yeah. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, do it we'll, 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 we'll do it. We'll find a thing. We'll, we'll share it about it. But yeah, I think we can that's cool. Woody. Paul, Disco Inferno, get sorted. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be quite keen. He's quite. He's been looking and looking How and looking. Uh, Fifty, just. Oh, he'll have heard a couple of weeks he'll ago. So yeah, yeah, I've oh, heard yeah. of that one. I quite like it. I do it's, like it's that. It's a fast up. I'm going to go home and listen to it. I say and just and get there. Because you need to get the cut. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. Disco banger, man. I'm going to play it before we come in tonight on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting it in, man. <laughs>
Yeah, that's cool. It's good. I like so that. So we, we need to wrap this up at some point. Eventually we'll wrap it up. But I want to bring it back to home though, because I, re- I, I know you've touched on it, but mm-hmm. you, were the, you were the founder of the Angus Darts Academy. Yeah. Um, so what was your thinking behind it? Because you've, you've, you've actually helped so many people. Yeah, I think, to go back to all that, that's, I've played, I played darts for so long and I've got so much out of it and I've travelled around the world playing for Scotland. This is an absolute voluntary thing. It's not about money, it's not about anything, it's about giving kids somewhere to go and play darts. And I'm from Arbroath, so Arbroath has a lot of kids. I worked at Arbroath Fire Station for four years. I've been at Dundee most of my career, but I was at Arbroath for four years. And the amount of times that you see kids just hanging about doing nothing, causing a bit of bother, just getting in all sorts of trouble. Me and Steve Green, another ex-Marine actually, plays darts as well, and I've played darts forever. He's lived in our for his days um, since he moved in up here with the Marines. We both done it together, so it's me and Steve, but I, I do the lion's share of it. It was just something that I've, I like give, I've got free time, obviously, and if I ever get days off, so... I like being successful myself, but see when you see one of the kids being successful and the amazing. joy it brings. Yeah. It's not my kids. You no. know, it's all right if it's your own kids and you kind of get, you can buy into that and you can get involved in it, but when it's not your own kid and you're not involved at all in their life, apart from they come on a Thursday night, play that, go to the weekend, play an event, win a Scottish competition, get picked for Scotland or whatever, you're like, ah, brilliant. Because there's, there's been a few successes, isn't we've there? We've had 10 kids from our bro, well, from Angus, play for Scotland since 2012 so that's cool that's really cool that's I think playing for Scotland like you talked about touched before the Canada things probably the the World Cup best thing I've ever done so for the kids to get a taste of some of that and you know Brandon Nicholl Rebecca Graham Nathan Girvin Craig Johnson Graham Hamilton they've all tasted that success they've all been to World Cups Europe Cups things like that they've travelled around they've now got friends from all over the world Facebook friends and that now that they played darts against so they've created all these links Last year we went to Gibraltar before 2019, sorry, COVID. We were in Gibraltar with the kids, took eight kids to Gibraltar for the Junior World Cup. The kids, when they were there, are loving it. MVG was there yeah. as a special guest and that, so that, that was all cool. It's just about memories, I think, a, a bit more. Sort of, You're giving these kids that might... Darts, okay, darts is a... We just touched it before, darts and pool. It's from the pub, it's working class, it's... It's seen as a low level. It's not golf, you know. If yeah. you try to get a kid into golf, it costs you hundreds of quid, and the memberships are ridiculous. The the gears are ridiculous. Darts is twenty thirty pound for a dartboard, twenty twenty pound for a set of darts. You're in. How much will a set of suits darts cost people? Oh, I think Smokies and Wine might get a discount. You might get free ones because well, we're uh, Smokies and Wine flights. Because for you, don't worry. because you're. Uh, Mate, if you're coining like, the walk-on music... Dude, if you're coming out of our walk-on music, you're, <laughs> you're using our flights. You're getting some of the royalties. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, there, there might be around 40, 50 quid. That's what darts are now, Is roughly. It, no it's idea. a standard. Unless they're like Phil Taylor or MVG Special Editions, they're about 100 quid, but most darts are about 30 to 50 quid. So now. it's a reasonably accessible sport for totally. anyone. That's all you need, darts uh, and a dartboard. Yeah. There's nothing else required. So, yeah. And kids, especially in a bedroom at home, you can just stand yeah. and bang away at the board, but... A lot it's, of kids bang away the board. I've got teenagers. It's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like getting them away from the PS5 and the Xbox is probably a half a Absolutely. battle. You know, Amanda's had two young boys. Craig played for Scotland. My my missus' boy played for Scotland. Really good dark player. He now lives in Australia. Graham Hamilton from the academy played for Scotland. He now lives in Australia. So the, these kids have sort of maybe got life experience of going abroad and meeting other kids and then they've took a life choice to go do you know what like yourself like you moving away from our roof let's go and experience the bigger world and that's at a young age they're doing that I joined the army so I'm quite an advocate for go and and see what's out there but you'll always come back to your your roots our roof's where you'll come back to so I like that side of the academy I also like the side of the academy for it's not football and I think if you're not in the top 11 or 12 in a football team you're not getting a game yeah, and if you're right. not fit if you're maybe a wee fat kid it's maybe not the right thing to say but that's a yeah, true I reflection mean, no on, of it, that's the true reflection of if you're a wee fat kid or you're not very good at sport you might be alright at darts darts is one of the things that you can stand at a thing and throw at a thing there's no barrier and girls can do it boys can do it it's quite a cool thing we have been inundated with questions <laughs> for the first time ever Inundated. From, from 
fans of, of yours, well, they're not, they won't be of ours, um, so fans of yours, we, we've run out of time. I'm only going to pick a couple, but Chalene Reid uh, has asked, have you ever had a nine darter? We asked that earlier on, but she also said, what's your best ever checkout? Huh. 171? No, you can't. Uh, Obviously, 170. I've actually had the 170. Is that the one that everybody wants to do? Yeah, the they call it the big fish, don't they? So you'd love to do it on TV. That'd be it. It's a cool one on TV. At Lakeside, there's a highest checkout. There was a highest checkout price. It was like five grand. All right. So we've had the highest checkout at the event, but the PDC, there's my first pro tour in Bolton, there was four nine darters, one each day. That's the standard that they're at now. So That's a 170 mental. checkout's not even a really a. It's not a thing I think, anymore. Yeah, so. a 170 checkout's cool, but a 132 checkout's probably the coolest checkout. Bull, bull, double 16. There's not many, you know, triple 20, triple 20 bull's all right, that, but bull, bull, double is 16. Is that the way you do it? That's, yeah, that's. Is there the, no other the, way to do that? Yeah, you can go a different way, but if you hit a 25 with your first start, it leaves you 107, so you can go treble 19 back to the bull. Ah, right. So that's why players do it. But yeah, bull, bull, double 16's cool. But yeah, Shalene. She's, she knows, I played darts. Her dad was the first sort of semi-pro from our bro. Chucky Lennon. Chucky Lennon, yeah, Alec yeah, Lennon. When you, when you go back to coming back to our roots, yeah. I run the tournament for her old man, for her dad, oh, the yeah. Chucky Lennon Memorial. It's been going four or five years now. 27th of December. So it's that period in between Christmas and oh. New Year when everyone's just drinking anyway. We need, so to, take, we need to take the pot. Smoke, Smokies and wine need to come for a beer that we'll day, even if I game of darts. We'll take the walk on music. <clears throat> do you know what happens? Could it that, be a comeback of the tin machine? Do you know what happens? <laughs> yes. Do you know what happens that day? It's double start, double finish. Because back in Chucky's day, that's what they played in a Monday night. I can't play that. They played <laughs> yeah. the tub machines that. out. I'm still struggling around the clock. I can't, can't play that. Wait a minute, you can go double top, treble 20, bounce out. That's a ton. <laughs> Good. That's, That's cool. cool. And we've got a, a Heather Bruce from our broth who said, what's your least favourite double? Oh, double five. Oh, I thought it'd be one. Nah, you don't end up on double one a lot if you're... If you, you shouldn't end up on double one a lot, but double five, I've had, I've lost a few darts competitions, lost a few matches on double five. I love top... I don't love top. Because you've got 20, 10 and then tens, I love tens, so if I miss tops, I like tens, uh, but if you go inside tens... Five jeopardy because if you go in a five, that's you. Yeah, you're screwed. Uh, so yeah, a double five. I've, I lost in the British teenage quarterfinals way back in the day, and it, it's haunted me forever. What's your favourite double? Double eight, double ten, double eight, double ten. The same. They're the same sort of height either side of the board. So is that because yeah. you're a midget? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we were talking about earlier about what does height affect it? Yeah, low double. Double three's my favourite. <laughs> It's the lowest one on the board. I want to finish on a high. I don't want to finish on a negative. So all I'm going to say is, from what we've heard today, David Chisnell would not say you're a midget. <laughs> the water's cold. The water is cold. Al Suter, Suits, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. We'd love to get you back on or we'll come to one of the shows. Hopefully we'll be at the Ali Pali supporting you at some point. It'd be great if it was this year. We'll be wearing um, the... We'll be wearing the... Uh, we'll be there. The suits wigs. And we will be having a disco inferno. Yes. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers, guys. been listening to the Smokies and Wine podcast, sponsored by Clack and View Wealth Management, working with you today to plan for your tomorrow.